can't just like look away for too long. <laughs> yeah, but and then what happens, right? Well, I as I just press record. Welcome, Ben Sears. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about dude, yourself? Dude. Oh, dude, come on. How good can you really be as you're in the middle of building a SaaS company? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're at the early stages of building. Okay, so here's what's funny in no code as I build V1, which is, dude. No one knows how hard it is to build the tool that people use to build their tool. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, no, de definitely. Like, uh, especially like with my, we just put out a bunch of fires this morning because we made uh, some big changes to our, to our product. And like, you okay. get like one or 2% of the, like maybe like 1% of our customers come to us and say, oh, you, your, your update broke our shit. And we have to be like, oh, great. So we have to go and figure out what spe very specific configuration that those customers have. And it's it's just a huge mess, especially when you're dealing with embeddables. Like what we have is like anything can break your shit. So Right, dude. Yeah, man. And it's so funny when you make like a platform update and, that, and it, just to think about an extra level, which is we push an update, our customers see it. But so, but it affects our customers' customers. You know what I mean? Like the shit, the let, and sometimes I talk with my, the engineers, cause I'm non-technical solo guy. And I talk with it and I'm like, why the fuck aren't you going faster? And I'll just, I literally just, I, I get to this level, right? Like um, I try to empathize and it's like, I have to sit back and go, okay, yeah. We're not building like a CRM tool right? That people use and it's like they use it for them. It's like people build things for their customers using our thing. And you're like, okay, I get the, and then it's on web and then it's on mobile. And then you're like, oh, I'll get it. Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like for, for your case, especially with V1, what you're really building is like a visual programming language. And, yeah. And you have a lot of challenges with just that, like, like building a programming language is a bitch in itself, but like having to build a UI that can interface <laughs> with that programming language and like, do you program with the UI? It's just like, right, man. Level. and then making sure that the stuff that your customers are programming actually works. <laughs> oh, dude, it's nuts. So like enough about my stress and problems. I want to hear about your stress and problems. So like oh, yeah. uh, with Billflow, um, it's billflow.io, right? Yeah, yeah. Formerly known and, as ServiceBot, now known as Billflow. And I, I see you're a Stripe verified partner, baby. Oh yeah, we were very close with the uh, with the Stripe team. Uh, we 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 love those guys. Um, just one of the things we're most proud of is how uh, how closely we work with their APIs and how like we we keep up with all of their latest features. And uh, we even get in, like, we talk to them about features they haven't even launched yet and make sure we're going to be compatible with those right as they launch them to go GA. So, yeah, definitely a big on Stripe. I, well, I'm, I, as I, I actually love, I love the new branding and the website. I really do. Oh, like, thank you. I'm, I'm a big fan. So tell me, how, how did Billflow come about? Well, so we started, we've been around quite a bit, actually. So we started around four years ago, coming up on, I think now, um, basically, yeah, four years ago, we started. 
And uh, we, we basically did everything wrong in the book to, to launch. Uh, great. Yep. Great. I love <laughs> made it. Every mistake possible. So like we built in private. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we spent like, I think six months building out our MVP. Uh, and then we launched it and then nothing happened. And we we're like, what? what you mean? What do you mean? So, Cause we were, we all had, all we, had, it was actually five of us founders and like we most like four of us have engineering backgrounds. One of us is a designer and we were just like, what? what, what do you mean? People don't give a shit about what we launch. So that was, that was like a, that, that was kind of how we started our entrepreneurship journey. Um, well, dude, I took it the opposite way. I was like, I think people should charge before you even think you're ready, right? So it's like, I, and then you build and iterate, and that's kind of that's the stress, which is great. Hundreds of people, now a thousand people buy, and you're like, now you got to like keep up with their expectations, right? And like, their, so you're like, what, what ways like a happy medium? I like the way we do it. It's more stressful, definitely on me, but probably more on the team. But like you building in private more off, like building in private, not that we're building in public, but like, um, what would you do differently? Oh, I mean, there's the old saying that uh, first time, first time founders obsess about, you know, product development and product features and uh, second time founders are obsessed about content distribution and marketing. And uh, mm. that, that's really how what I, what I would do differently is I would, I, it was kind of exactly what you said is, uh, which I think is pretty much the right way to do it is sell first, you know, s sell what your vision is, make sure people are interested in that vision and then build it. Mm. Because if, if, if you're not going to validate that your idea is a good one, you shouldn't build it. <laughs> and that's kind of what yeah, we, did I agree. we built without validating. And then we, we, our product, our product now is, completely different than what we launched with four years ago everything about it we we actually oh maybe, it's been I, around that long ben yeah yeah i oh, mean wow okay that's why i said we've been around a, we've been sure. around a long time and it's really been quite the journey like what we started out with was completely different we had an entirely different well not entirely the vision's always been basically the same which is make it easier and faster to sell subscriptions um, that's yep. kind of been our overarching our arching vision is like make it easier to sell subscriptions, make it easier to integrate with Stripe, uh, just make it easier and faster. That's always been our driving vision. But the way we implemented that vision was just completely different. We had an entire different audience. We were focused on like the gig economy and selling selling services. And we were like, mm -hmm. we were like, oh, you can sell anything as a service. We had like a whole no code component to it where you can create like a little landing page that had your services and uh, you customize it and like kind of like a site builder thing. And uh, we had this whole thing with making it, we, we were originally open source actually. And that was part of our marketing strategy back then was, oh, you know, we're gonna build this whole open source community, like be WordPress for services. And it was just, it was crazy how, well, I mean, there's still some 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 grains of truth to there's some some nuggets in the in there yep. of, of things that work would work out if we had focused on them like for example we, we expected there to just spring up out of nowhere a community around our open source site and that never obviously panned out because we you have to actually work on building a community it doesn't just happen uh so and yeah i love and I, because I was going to say, it's like, I'm looking at the site as it is now, like bill flow, like what you're doing now versus what you did a couple of years ago. Um, it fits the name, like the, like service bot doesn't fix, fit the name of what you're doing now. 
exactly right? so that, like, that's that's yeah. exactly why we we wanted to switch yeah. we hated it we hated the name service but it, it was it was it was from a different time a different thought process uh, just the different way of thinking about what we did and it just didn't fit anymore and we were tired of people being like is this a chat bot which we'd yeah, never been sure. we've never been a chat bot but for some reason we thought the word bot sounded service bot sounded good but uh <laughs> did so. you guys raise any money or has it been completely bootstrapped a hundred percent bootstrapped nice and how many customers do you have now or how, over the years how has the customer base changed uh so just under well so we saw most of our growth two years ago when we completely funny thing right it was two years ago when we when we made the decision that what we had what we had the whole open source product that we had built it was just it was way too big way hard to move fast with right because we did a million different things and we took one feature of our of our offering back then which was the embeddable billing pages and we were like, this is what the SaaS companies are using us for. Because we had a couple, some customers back then. And uh, we took that one feature and we're like, this is, this is it. This is what we want to make into an entire product. So we took that feature, rebuilt our entire code base from scratch into just wow. focusing on the embeddable aspect of billing pages and rolled that out into a product. And, and this, the growth was crazy. We went from, it, it, it took us like, you know, I, I forget the number as I had them written down, but basically we went from like maybe a th like 500 to a thousand dollars MRR to $10,000 MRR in a year. Yeah. It really took us like three years to get to like a thousand MRR. It took us one year to get to 10,000. So it took, so to get to 10,000 like users? MRR. Oh, MRR. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So like, I think that's still great. That's amazing, right? Like, and is that where you, that's where you're at right now? Um, we're, we're a bit above that now. Uh, I think we're closing in on 15K MRR now. Damn it. Congratulate. That's a great, that's a great milestone. Hitting that 10. Um, we're getting, we're getting did, close to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. How did it feel? Like go back. Cause one thing I just, I love to preach and get people like so psyched about is that first fucking dollar in that first customer when you build something. And it's like, do you remember chasing or getting or begging for that first customer and how it felt to close well, it? It was kind of a funny story for that first first customer was it kind of just happened randomly for that one. Like that was way back when it was, it was the funniest thing. We had one person sign up and actually pay us right away, right almost from like a like a month after we launched. And we were like shocked because we had we we didn't even know where they came from. And then we didn't get like another customer for like another like four or five months. So it, it was kind of a, a really funny first dollar experience for us. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. It, yeah. Every, everything after that, though, has just been like tooth and nail. Like you have to, we, back then we even had an even more high touch SaaS than we currently have. Like that's always been our thing is like we have a very high touch SaaS needing a lot of handholding to get them onboarded and actually pay us. We, we streamlined the process a lot and there's obviously always more that you can do but uh, that's the thing with the high touch SaaS is you really gotta provide like, amazing customer support to make make the people stay and you know keep them happy and with the high touch you also have to have like a higher price point to be able to afford it or make the economics work yeah yeah and that's back we used to have a higher price we've kind of we've gotten to the point where we've understood all the all the parts where people get stuck in and and we've kind of streamlined those parts it used to be that you know 
uh, that you know getting their stripes set up was the hard part and now i mean the, the hardest part for us has always been the getting the secure setup done which is like for people who have regular SaaS, it involves putting some code in your back end and for and luckily for the no code people we've made that actually a lot easier for them it's, it's that's why we one of the reasons why we're on bubble right now is like um, for the bubble users, they literally just drag and drop our embeds in and then they just work out of the box. And we have a WordPress plugin too that it works the same exact way. It's just, you know, plug and play and you're good to go. That's why we love the no code space so much. It's yeah, like, and it, it, it's so funny to me that you bring up WordPress because I love it. And it's like, it doesn't get a WordPress. To, it's how I started. Dude, the first version of V1 was built was like a WordPress checkout that people don't understand that it's like, what an actual first version of your product looks like. And that's kind of what I knew. Like my first, that had 84 plugins in it. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. Dude. I, and it I still mean, worked. We, one of the, one of, this is actually really interesting is one of, one of the channels that we are seeing the most growth in is our WordPress plugin and customers wow. coming to yep. us use WordPress. And that's one of the things that uh, one of my co-founders, uh, that's like their focus is the WordPress community. My focus has been like bubble and the general no code community, but hers has yep. been um, WordPress and really nailing down that persona. And actually I meant to ask you, I'll talk to you after this, but we should definitely talk WordPress sometime. Um, dude, I'd um, love, yeah. love to pick your brain about it. Oh, dude, that is, I, my first two no code companies were built in WordPress and it's like, it is the biggest mammoth, but it's like the old school, it's the OG no code tool. Oh yeah. Right. I, like that so many people, so many, it's weird. I was just talking with, uh, I don't know if you know, Isaac, the no coder on Twitter, uh, no code what's his handle. I forget what his handle is. Um, I'll have to go back and link him. Oh, the show I, notes. him. I, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's a big word presser and he, he builds shit and it's fully customizable. Um, and it's like non-technical people know the CMS of WordPress. It's 30% of the internet, whatever, you know? And yeah, yeah. so it doesn't get any respect in the proper no coding community. And it's like, yeah. what do you think about that? Like ushering in those old school to just going, it's cool, cool versus practical motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like cool I mean, I versus like what of, gets your job done. Go. I have a lot of thoughts about um, the WordPress. I made actually a tweet about it like a couple of month or two back saying like, you know, WordPress doesn't get enough love in the NoCo community. And it like sparked right. a whole argument. People were like, well, either, either, either were like, I, I want to get as far away from WordPress as possible or WordPress is the best thing ever. You're right. You know, it, it doesn't get enough mm -hmm. love. And the reason for that is I think the way I see WordPress compared to like tr other NoCo tools like uh, that are out there right now is for for basic use cases right you're able to just spin up a wordpress install a few plugins and then it's done right out of the box no yep. customization you don't have to build any workflows or any of that but the right. moment you start getting into some edge cases or want some customization to what you have just um, put in place that's when you're going to need to break out the php and then it becomes a nightmare to work with sure yeah that it has been a but on the flip side, it's like, I mean, like you can hire, cause there's a hack here, right? That like, you can hire someone in India for help for eight bucks an hour to do a little piece of it. Yeah. Right. So then, like then, where you yeah, can't do that in Webflow. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. But that's, that's the whole, that's the whole dynamic, right? Is like, 
that's what people have been wanting to avoid is, sure. is once you once you have code you're having to manage then you have to keep paying that person every time yeah. changes, they're not going to do it the way you want you have to actually manage people uh, whereas yeah. with with no code today you could get by doing it all on your own if you if you, as long as you have the will to learn and i mean theoretically you could learn code too but again with code i think the big code and no code this all, a lot of the concepts are exactly the same. Like you're learning code concepts when you're learning no code. But the thing that no code has over code when you're learning it is the problem that I always have with code or that I think people have with code is the boilerplate involved with, with learning code. Like you have to learn mm. you know, the, deploying things. You have to learn the language syntax and every language is different. You have to actually learn, um, you, you know, like how to, uh, you, you have to learn how to do authentication. There's all these these d different things that you have to learn as like a, as prerequisites. Like, cause just scripting, I think most people could learn how to do like basic JavaScript or basic PHP scripts. But the moment you have to actually like work in an entire environment with an entire framework, um, that's where it, it becomes a little overwhelming. And that's where I think no code really fits into place. And what where it's it's starting to grow is. It's like it, it takes care of so much without you even Absolutely. realizing it. Yeah, I think it really does. Like, I, I mean, clearly, like, I love no code. And back to the, I mean, honestly, the days of using Word. I remember just like five years ago, I had no idea how to install a WordPress plugin. You know what I mean? Like, no idea how to set it up, set up a server, these, these types of things. Now there's like one click install and everything that makes it easy. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on right, uh, for the no-code CEOs, not boring nation out there, is a pro tip using no-code. So like for me, a lot of things that people sit back there and they'll wait forever to launch something, launch that first version. And we kind of touched on this a little bit ago. But like, if you had one pro tip to leave people with on this pod, what would it be starting in no-code or making your first dollar? What's the best tip you got? All right, I, I got it. Uh, so my best tip for y'all is when, you, when you're launching, don't. a lot of people think about scalability of no-code. Like, oh, is my no-code going to scale when I go get a million users? I, I have two <laughs> things to say to that. One, that's a great problem to have, right? Having to deal with a million users. But two, one of the, one of the superpowers that I have found in no-code is that you can combine no-code and code, right? So if you run into a piece of your no code app that isn't scaling well, or is like you click a button and it's taking forever to execute, or you have some heavy data processing that needs to be done, you can move that out into some, into a coded backend and call that coded backend with your no code app. So there, mm, there's, a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of power and flexibility that, that you can just, you can literally just have a no code front end and have that call a coded backend. As, and as you're scaling up, start breaking out your heavy lifting things into the back end of code and keep your no code front end and as and then eventually you can even transition completely to code if you want or you don't have to but the key thing is keep the pieces that no code's good at which is building uis um, you know boilerplate things like user profiles user login that kind of stuff keep that all no right. code well, and then just give out your secret sauce into a code yeah, I love that idea. That's dude. That's perfect, Ben. Because I agree with you. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good hybrid, good blend, and I think everyone should get started. So, uh, Ben, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter uh, at bsears underscore.
Beautiful. Ben, I'm going to, I'm going to have to have you come back on. You're obviously a great recurring person that next time we're going to have you come back on and we're going to talk about WordPress. Oh yeah. So I'd like, uh, great people. I follow him. Great follow on Twitter. Um, you just passed 600 followers. I saw people. Oh, were yeah, yeah. You. I, I had a whole, I had a whole thing with that where I, I you know, <laughs> bad unicorn. Yeah. 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 I had this whole bad unicorn challenge in January. I was like, I had like 350 followers. I'm like, I'm going to get 600 followers by the end of next month. It was a dollar doer club where, where some embarrassing fact about you comes out if you don't meet your challenge. And I, I was like, oh. I'm going to try, I was, I'm going to try hard this month of January and I, I managed to get it. So I was very proud That's of myself. Per- <laughs> That's perfect, dude. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ben. Thank you for having me. I'd be happy to come on whenever. Uh, It's been great chatting with you. Looking forward to it, brother. All right. Have a good day.